My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. This edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Corbs. I'm Jack. I'm Laura. Guys and gals, what's got you geeked? Well, I'm excited uh, because an interview with Robert England came to light this week. A uh, recent interview where he talked about the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And uh, one of the things, first of all, he went into some detail about it. They were talking when they originally conceptualized it, they, he was going to be a child molester, but then a big uh, child molestation case came out in California and they decided to kind of bury that a little bit because a child killer is bad enough they didn't need to go there it didn't serve the narrative and then they asked him where he thought the series should go you know because they the new lines come out and said they're going to reboot or restart or something they're making another nightmare movie even though the last one wasn't really well received and first he said you know i think it'd be great for them to you know make it hood you know nightmare in the hood uh he said make uh you know freddie black all the characters black and just have it you know steeped in that culture he also said that, you know, I don't know, maybe they should just do Freddy 9. I'll come back for Freddy 9. Oh, oh, that'd be awesome. He said, or I would love to do Freddy versus Michael Myers. Now, here's the thing. Um, last year, there was this big hoopla, there was a convention where he put on the makeup for what he said was the last time. It's the last time he's doing it. Now, he never said he wouldn't play the character again. I think it was more along the lines where he goes to all these conventions and has to get in that makeup every single time because people want to see that. He's done with that. But if it's a movie, it sounds like he's game. So that's got me pumped. I mean, I don't know if they'll do that, but he here's the thing about rebooting Nightmare. Uh, they did that with Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy Krueger. Now, we just watched that because my family's been working their way through the Nightmare series, and we watched it, was it last weekend, Don, or the weekend before? Uh, I think it was the weekend before. Okay. First of all, if you were going to recast Freddy Krueger, I don't think that you could pick a better actor than Jackie Earl Haley. I remember being so excited when they announced him. I think he played the part fine. Um, I actually, now watching the movie again after hearing all the negative stuff, it was a fine movie. It was a modern reimagining of the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I think the major problem with it is you can't replace Robert England. Oh no, it's, it's, it's too iconic. It's, yeah, <laughs> you know, and and they they like to say, well, you know, uh, no nobody's too good to be replaced. Well, in some cases that definitely happens, and we've talked about how hey, Chris Pine is a fine Captain Kirk, but it's never going to be classic. They're never going to be talking about how Chris Pine was amazing in Star Trek 50 years from now. It's still going to be William Shatner. You can't replace Robert England. And I think that's the smart thing to do. Even continuity be damned, don't worry about it. But if he's not under that mask, it just doesn't work. And I'm excited, I'm geeked to find out that he is still game to play. So, that's what I'm geeked about this week. I'm still stuck on the Nightmare in the Hood. <laughs> Maybe he was making a joke. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't but think I, I don't know how far of a reach it is because with Freddy Krueger already being crispy fried, isn't he kind of black anyway? 
Wow. Wow. Wait, 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 is that a fried chicken joke or is that a burnt joke? It's a burnt joke. Okay. It's a burnt victim joke. Because that yeah. would be awful. <laughs> See, I'm glad you mentioned that because, like, what but, I read what, last... racism? Racism, <laughs> that's number one. <laughs> no, um, they did announce that they are going to remake uh, Dream Warriors. That's oh, the it, that's the one that I, they're going to do. That was the one I read last night, and oh, um, th- because okay. they're not going to um, talk. They're not going to do reboot the whole Nightmare series. They're going to try Dream Warriors out. I would like, have to look that up. Look that one up. But I'm glad you said he's still game for it because that just makes it all better. Well, that doesn't even make sense then. To springboard off of that one, I don't know it, what. Well, it doesn't make sense if they had him play himself in a movie he made. Mm-hmm. That that would be. Dig out the old script and be like, "Yeah, we're just reshooting." Yeah, I guess that's uh, the problem I had with Jackie Earl Like you said, he's a fine actor. Like, but um, I don't know. It was just tough watching him. Like, it was too dark when he was doing. Well, it. That, that's it what they were doing. I know, they were doing a dark because that's all the movies are dark these days. Yeah, modernized um, it. Okay, hold on. I just okay. Movie pilot yep. September twenty fifth. Read that one out. Maybe remaking Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors. Okay, this is a rumor. Robert England speculates that the movie uh, being made over it then will be a, a, a new line. Mm-hmm. Would be a, a remake of the Dream Warriors. Hopefully, whatever they do, they pay homage to uh, Wes Craven, too, because he recently just passed. Yeah, yeah that, I think that's almost going to be a given. Any movie that they remake or what has, you have to kind of. Okay. He's saying they're not going to bring me back for Freddy. He says, he, obviously, he said he's up for it, but. Uh, this says he speculates. So this, okay, this is speculation. This is not fact yet. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, I didn't like the way the new Freddy looked in the reboot. You mean more like an actual burn victim? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that's terrible. Can you go for realism? Funny looking. Well, how many different ways can you take that character? I mean, a guy that's all burnt. They went the realistic route. I mean, again, they had to set themselves uh, apart from the original. I, I mean, if they, if they used the same exact mask... And the guy looked exactly the same. It'd be like, why are you doing this? If they took the same tone, why are you doing this? I'm glad Lana's saying that, too, because um, that's how I felt when I first saw it. Because I'm a Freddy Krueger fan. I, that's my favorite slasher movies, and that's how I felt when I watched it, too. I was like, eh. it's t- Like you said, he's hard to be replaced. Yeah, but, you know, I would love to see a sequel with Jackie Earl Haley. I, I thought he did a good job. I, I don't think you would have found anybody on the planet that would have done a better job. He did a, a huge a, shoes to fill. He did a good job. It's just... It's, not Robert Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta yes. judge something for what it is, not what it isn't or can't be. I think Corbs should be um, Freddy Krueger. If they want to pay me, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 think he, I think he would be forgotten. I don't think he's fast enough. Aww. I can get that. I just still feel like my favorite line in all the Freddy movies is welcome to primetime, bitch. Like that, Ooh, that's a beautiful line. I like you're all my children I think the now. sweater would be a crop top on you. Oh dear! And <laughs> 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 it starts early. Wow! I'd like to see that. I don't want. Uh, I know I would. That would not be a. That would just be a. Jack, crazy. you don't want to see it? No, <laughs> I'm not hungry right now. <laughs> or ever. <laughs> Guppy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I have some um, animal crackers? I'm kind of hungry. Okay. <laughs> I moved us out of the basement so you would stop getting distracted by the toys, and you come up here and you're distracted by fucking snacks. Animal crackers, <laughs> cheese puffs, waffle crisp. I think that's tricks or 
No, no, no. That's Captain not, Crunch. I didn't have a problem with that if it wasn't if my back wasn't to it. Come on. Is that Thank you. Is that, is that Rice Krispies too? Yes. Okay. So now we have a full catalog of of what what's in my kitchen for children's Here. snacks. I actually might come over next time and pull a bowl of cereal and get some Rice Krispies and put it up to the microphone here and pop while I'm eating. <laughs> We're just gonna beat the squirrel joke to death. Aren't yeah. We? <laughs> anyway, Corbs, what's got you geeked? Uh, what's got me geeked this week is uh, SU football team three and all for the first time since two thousand and two. It's uh, it's you know, it's it's a pretty big deal for SU. They've been uh, kind of a in the as long as taking pictures of the food. No, you're right. Three and all, that's pretty impressive. It is. I mean, it, it, they've been in a, a downslide for a long time. You know, they've had a couple of good decades. seasons. Well, not, I, not, I wouldn't even say decades, but what I'm getting at is it's it's a big deal for them. And, of course, today they play LSU, number eight team in the nation. Um, it's going to be a tough game because their starting quarterback is not playing this week. He's got, he got a concussion last week, big helmet-to-helmet hit. I uh, was at the game and saw it, so it... I would have been surprised if he actually was on the field today. I mean, he he had to be helped off the field and stuff. So it was it was a pretty big it was a pretty big hit. And then after that, actually, just did not play well. They were up twenty four to ten at halftime and ended up having to win in overtime to Central Michigan. Now, nothing against Central Michigan; it's a good team. Uh, they run the ball well, but uh, I mean, SU should have been able to destroy them. The two quarterbacks they played in the second half just weren't getting it done. So it, this week tonight today's game at noon is going to be a little hard to watch. Yeah. Well, like um, you said, the thing about it, you, I know you guys don't know a lot about sports, but um, SU is down to their third string quarterback. They have a third string quarterback now going into their center. Fourth. Fourth string. string. Okay. See, that's how much. Yeah. That's, but, uh, it's been a rough time for him. And, and, and the kid that's the kid that's starting is is a walk on. Walk-on. He's a walk on yeah, freshman. He, he, Fresh transfer. No, he's not. No, no, he's no, no, he, he transferred from from JUCO. He's a JUCO yeah. transfer. Wow. Yeah, he's the kid he's starting. He's a he's uh. I guess you would call him a freshman, but he's actually really technically like a sophomore or junior, but he's a walk-on. He wasn't offered a scholarship. He walked on. Um, I did read an article. They actually call him Mahoney. I heard about well, that. Well, his, 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 his name is Mahoney. Mahoney, and they call him, they call him Officer. Yes. <laughs> Does anybody know the reason why they call him? I know. Mahoney. I heard this yesterday. You got tell me. Go ahead and say it. The Police Academy movies. Exactly. They're making a Police Academy, Academy reference. Yeah, to, okay. to Kerry Mahoney, uh, Steve Gutenberg's character. That's why they call the him that's why they call him officer. And funny, I was reading the same article, and uh, Coach Schaefer, for the first, I think, six weeks the kid was on campus, when he would see him in the hallways, he didn't know his name. He used to just call him officer. <laughs> nice. Nice. So when he passed him in the hall, I'd be like, hey, officer, how you doing? Didn't know his name. That was, it's pretty, I think that's pretty funny. Now the kid's starting for, for him, so... Do we have the update though on um, what's his name? I should know. Derek Dungey. Yeah, will he play in a couple weeks? Or uh, is he, that may, a... he may be back next week when they play. I think they may actually be off next They're week. They're off next week. So, that, so I think yeah. That's why they made sure they pulled him. Right. He, he Good you two weeks. sports. I love it. So, yeah. yeah so, he he said the second half, he will sit all this game. I mean, it, no offense, it really is LSU. I don't see them playing well against LSU. I don't think even with Dungy they would have played well. I think they would have played better. I don't think they would have gotten destroyed. It's going to be... Uh, my, my prediction is going to be like 56 to like 3. It's funny. Like, I would be like, Hugh, give me give me thirty five points, and I'll take SU, and they would probably still lose <laughs> in a bet. You know, I just like to say, I'm thinking maybe you guys should do a sports podcast. Really? Really? What so, do you think, Corbs? I think we can. I think we can get one working. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe call it something like Sports Geek. Sports Geek sounds pretty good. I'd Cheetos. Say a little generic. 
<laughs> we can come up with something a little better than that. Well, I mean, you know, when it comes up, I mean, if it comes up on the feed, it will be GeekPod presents Sports Geek. A little better, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. You got to do that though. Yeah. For everyone that can't see. <laughs> everyone it. can't see. Theater um, of the mind. I'm doing the the marquee hand wave thing. Oh, I thought that was the more you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The more with the rainbow. <laughs> It's all about rainbows in there, isn't it? Reading yeah. Rainbow was such a good show. That was yesterday at the I think they, I think they restarted that. Oh. Uh, they they did. Are. It's coming back. Really? Do tell. I, 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 I don't have any more details on that because I'm not a... The fly in the sky, read a book. Didn't we have this discussion I about used, you singing? I no. used to get up every morning just to watch that show. I was up at like four every morning when I was younger. I don't know what age I was. Because you've had so many of them so far. <laughs> yeah. Lots of pull from there. Solana. Yes. What's got you geeked? I have a bathing suit coming in the mail, but it's... For Hugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to put my dad in the bikini. I, yeah, I was going to say, I want to clarify. <laughs> she, Jack is saying that the bathing suit is actually for Hugh, not that his daughter is going to model it for him. It's oh, not I that kind of show. Yeah, I didn't even go there. Yeah, I know some of our listeners. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. So I, I wanted to clarify. I just said I was going to put my dad in the bikini. He's didn't go there. He's not talking about Laura, is he? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be thrilled. This is the first time in a few weeks she's got the shout-out, isn't it? Yeah. Laura Hughes is going to come over and model that bathing suit for you. Pretty sure Gary would have a problem with that. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure I would have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think the, the boobs on the bathing suit are big enough, Dad. Man. Wow, she is fired up today. Yeah, she is. <laughs> wow. She is vicious. <laughs> Man, get some Cheetos or some animal crackers to soul your pants. Jack, stop it. Down, <laughs> boy. So, anyway, the, the, the bathing suit. I'm sorry. The bathing suit that has you geeked. Tell, tell us more. Yes. There's more to tell. Um a high-waisted bathing suit, so that means it comes up higher than... Your waist? Yeah. And it's got, like, little fringe coming from the top, and I'm just really excited for it. Outstanding. It's not much more to say about it. What color is it? It's black. Black. Let's move on. Um, I want to save yours for last, Jack, because I know you're extremely excited about yours. So, mine probably rivals... Your excitement, not for yours, but I'm pretty excited about yours too. But mine, and we're going to call this also, it's going to be a new kind of sort of segment because it ties into one of the other shows on the Geek Pod Network, the Fist of Kanchu, a Moon Knight podcast. We're going to do this my Moon Knight Minute. They are relaunching Moon Knight. Wait, it, wasn't it currently going? Yes, until Secret Wars happens. Oh, they're going to be relaunching everything. Yes. Yes, they are. Are they gonna, going to change everything about it that worked? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, what do you? We have a few details. I know that I have something to read. If you give me a minute, goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> Did you think you'd get a break here? No. Uh, so Marvel's announced via comicbook.com that Jeff Lemire and Greg Smallwood, writer and artist, are relaunching Moon Knight. It's going to be an ongoing, even though we know that means like until the next event, and then they start with a new number one. It's uh, coming in 2016. They're going to announce when. Jordi Belair is the only returning 
person from the original one, and he's our colorist who's been on every issue of the newest run of Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, in this volume, and I've got things highlighted here because I th th these are what I found interesting from their article. In this volume, Mark Spector is a forced resident of a mental institution. They look to delve deeper into themes that have been developed over the years in previous volumes of Moon Knight, re his identity issues, um, and his mental illness. Apparently, Jeff Lemire has a personal stake in this. He's dealt with mental illness on his own, so he's got something to say. Um... He says, I've dealt with mental illness in my own life, certainly not to the extreme that Mark Spector has, because honestly, who has? Yeah. Um, but still, it's something I know intimately. There's, he also is very concerned about, you know, the way they're going over this. It's not just going to be like a preachy sounding board. He says, now having said that, I don't want people to think this comic book is just going to be a preachy polemic about the issue of mental health. It is very much filled with big crazy, bombastic superhero stories and concepts. It's got humor and heart and horror. But I think I can use these things as a metaphor to address bigger issues as well. And they're also going to get rid of the one and done that the current run has been doing and yeah. go back to the whole arc style. Well, you kind of have to if he's in a mental institution. I'm really hoping he's not going to be staying there for long because really, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, you know, if they're if they're continuing on from what happened before, I don't see why it has to be a relaunch. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the, all these relaunches we have now. I mean, we're, 50 years from now, we're going to have 42 different Spider-Man number ones. I, just, it devalues all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but especially if it's not rebooting that or changing that, if they're taking that as the past and by, you know, he ends up there, I don't see why you have to launch a brand new number one. I agree. But, well, we know why they're doing it. Because number one, sell. <laughs> like everyone goes out and buys the first issue of everything. In theory. That's that's what it is. I mean you always get the spike in readership. And it's just like premiere episodes of T V shows. You get a shit ton of people to show up for the first one. You'll hook some people, they stick around, but you're gonna get a major drop off. So apparently they feel they need to spike it. And as long as it stays equally as good as the new volume's been. Um, I'm excited. Um, I'm a little concerned about some of the artwork that I've seen come out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's Mark Spector in a straight jacket with what looks to be like a white towel wrapped around his head with just his eyes peering out and a red streak of blood in the shape of a crescent on his forehead. All right. Well, is it the actual artwork you don't like, or is it the design of the of the costume? The it's it's the imagery itself. The artwork is fine. It's oh. just I don't like the whole idea of maybe that's where we're going with this. Is maybe are we going to find out that this whole time he's been just a nut job and this is all been in his head? You know, there has been no superheroic career. What I mean, I've got a lot more questions than there are answers right has now. Has Moon Knight been cut off from the rest of the Marvel universe for the most part, or has he crossed over the block? The newest run, I don't believe he's crossed over with anybody. Then they actually really could do that if he's not played any bigger role in anything else. Yeah. Oh, I just depressed Paul a little bit. Yeah, it makes me sad. But I am cautiously optimistic. Do you want a tissue? Do you want a hug? 
No, I want the first issue because I want to know what the hell's going to happen. I want some pancakes. Yeah, well, speaking of that, not to get off the news. <laughs> <laughs> um, they said it's launching in 2016. Yes. Okay. Uh, when is Secret or- Wars going to fucking end? 2016. <laughs> it's a secret. It's n- we don't know when it's going to end. That's the secret. There hasn't been an issue in like over a month, has there? I mean, am I wrong there? No, you're not wrong. Ever since this started, everything else seems to be grinding to a halt. And the new stuff is going to slowly start sprinkling in. I think within the next week or two, Ant-Man returns with his new number one, while this is still ongoing. Yeah, so I I know that they they were going to add another issue to the end of it, but I'm just like, maybe it's because I'm used to Convergence. It was like an issue every week. That was the most recent one. Secret Wars is going more than a month between issues now. And I, I'm looking at my polis and I'm like, wait, it shouldn't, wait, what? And, and then we get to this past week. I mean, honestly, with the exception of the one comic I'm going to talk about, I don't think anything came out this week. There was but, stuff. There wasn't much of interest at all. Yeah. Which is funny because the only thing out of the entire um, offering at all in the comic shop is the one book that I'm going to discuss. That's the only thing I felt the need to read. Which is very unusual for me, because usually it's like I'm walking out with, like, hands full of stuff. That's how you walk out of the store with yes. him? His hands are all discombobulated <laughs> right now. He's holding a baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hold the baby on ransom so I can get these comic books. That's right. <laughs> That's why you haven't seen the children. I promised them to the shop so I can get more books. <laughs> they are now little slave labor in the back of Cloud City Comics and Toys. I wouldn't put it Shopping Town Mall. I wouldn't put it past you. Jeff books. wouldn't bite. No. He wouldn't do it. Not hard. With that Wonder Woman spray can? (laughs) Utica Wonder Woman. We're going back to that. Yeah. And then Jack happened. (laughs) Okay, that's all. Um, It's supposed to be what got me geek, but it sounded more like I'm like... It sounded like a funeral. (laughs) You're up, Jack. Jack, the floor is yours. Wow. All right. I've been waiting... I've been waiting four years for this. Um, Have you guys ever heard of the splat? Four years or four, four as in the forever, four. forever. Okay. The splat. Have you heard of this? I have heard about this. I saw this article and I immediately thought of your crazy ass when I saw it. Teen um, Teen Nick um, is relaunching old school Nickelodeon, '90s Nickelodeon. So, are you afraid of the dark? Doug, Rocko's Modern Life, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Angry Beavers, and so on. They are all coming back though to TV, and we can watch all these shows again. I remember watching these when I got home from school, after church, or just when I wasn't doing my homework. All of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I used to go to and church. None of this is new programming. It's all no. the old stuff. All yes. the old stuff. But Salute Your Shorts, The Orange Couch, Snick, it's all coming back. Like, when we weren't of age, when I couldn't go out like, um, after, like um, on a Saturday night, my sister would watch me. From 9 to 11, they would show this. Wait. So your sister was being punished? <laughs> my sister was being well, there's my older brother too, so yes, I have an older brother and an older sister. I'm the baby, so I was punished. Explained a lot. Exactly, <laughs> but um, all, but th- what's also cool? They're also a thing about including some of the old school commercials too. So Stick Stickly, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He was a popsicle stick that I would I'll go around and talk to like the camera and all that. So was it kind of like a cheesy ripoff of the Kool Aid Man? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but it was Nickelodeon. It was always good. Um, you pick like where you can pick like what show you want to watch next, which is always nice. But watching these old shows that will be bringing back memories. I heard um, actually I saw it recently. Jimmy Fallon, he did a skit with uh, Good Burger. 
And nice. Akeem nice. and Cal actually were reunited again. So um, Cal put the grapes in his nose and was going bloobity, 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 which was awesome. Did you ever watch Good Burger? No. Yes. I did. Oh, I great movie. The movie was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, it was a good movie. <laughs> Um, which was cool by Nickelodeon, they would have, you guys remember, they would have orange VHS, VHS tapes. Yeah, I remember that. that. Yeah. Um, Good Burgers. Yes. Uh, Harriet the Spy was another one. But um, all these old sc- shows are coming back, and it just makes me excited again. I can be a kid again. Probably, I'm going to get a DVR, and I'll fill up all my DVR with all these old shows. Something's been stopping you from being a kid? I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> Is this really you as an adult? I can be serious, but I tend to not be sometimes. But why be serious when you can have some fun? And no, no, I'm just, I'm just closing the curtain. That's all. What? I, anything, everything distracts him. <laughs> I'm, true. I'm starving still. But um, no, <laughs> the splat um is coming back October fifth, and it's gonna be running from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Oh, see, I thought it was a 24-hour channel again. They're, it's going to be They're eventually. It out, They're gonna starting. test it out. They're going to test it out when everybody is sleeping and see what kind of viewers it gets. It's stupid, yeah, I agree with that. But um, eventually it will be a full-time station, but... Is it going to be on Nickelodeon? Or is it going to it's be its, its own net. channel. Is it yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be its own channel eventually. Okay. But um, now it's on like a station called Teen Nick or something like that. But I was wondering if like, it was going to take the place of like Nick at Night, running the old like, Fresh Prince episodes. And I don't know, but... Like, it, to it night. Yeah. I remember waking up in the mornings and like being really annoyed because all these shows that I didn't understand were on. <laughs> no, I just remember I would come home from church and we would put on Red and Stimpy, Captain oh. Toastman. Modern Toast. Okay, are yeah. they just doing the the Nickelodeon Red and Stimpy, or are they going to do the revised version that showed up on Spike TV? I have no idea. <laughs> it's, I know it's going to be all 90s Nick all the time. My dad used to love Ren and Stimpy. These old shows are great. Yeah. But did you guys ever see that? Ren and Stimpy? The one that revised? Yeah. No. no. They they redid it. I think it only won a season. Uh, it was from the original creator, and it was dirty. <laughs> dirty, dirty. You know, you're the pitcher on the catcher. You're the pitcher on the catcher. I mean, oh, my oh, gosh. It was oh, awful. My. Like, I, I had seen a little Ren and Stimpy. When I was younger, I watched this, and I was like... I mean, imagine if, uh, if uh, Looney Tunes did a, uh, an adult cartoon and Donald Daffy were getting it on. I was just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> All right. It was awful. Did, it, no. did I just tarnish your childhood? I'm sorry. No. It, you probably don't want to see it, Jack. It would hurt you. I think I have seen it. I just don't remember watching it. Does <laughs> that work? I don't know. I was, you did some get up and you would forget seeing. I don't remember. Jack's French had, toast. Jack has had very little sleep. <laughs> His brain is mush. Ooh, mush. I don't know what mush is. <laughs> I go for that gack or something, that green stuff. From... He's still stuck in Nickland right now. I am. <laughs> but uh, that's what's got me geeked. <laughs> so do, do you not remember the diatribe on Doug? Yes. yes. <laughs> so wait, if they're bringing all these Nickelodeon shows back, are they bringing them back, like, wasn't it Double Dare that was on? Oh, Dave? yeah. They're going to have game shows, Double Dare, Legends of the Hidden Temple, all that. Uh, Cry- Wild that. Crazy Kids. The Physical Challenge. Physical Challenge. <laughs> Where you can get slimy and all that crap. That's good. Global guts where you get the aggro crag. You guys are so lucky. I, I did not experience any of that stuff. You're going to, and you're going to like it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to make wow. you sit <laughs> You will watch this. And you will I do have Doug, Rocco's Modern Life, and Alex Mack on box sets. Those are my favorite Nickelodeon shows. Are You for the Dark's another one, but it's too expensive to buy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, can I have a little money? No. Okay. <laughs> but you can have some animal crackers. I could go for a good animal cracker. They're stale. 
So on that note, let's move into the <laughs> news section. News, news. All right, we got a couple things to go over this week. First of all, winners coming back from the dead. Uh, this week, Kit Harrington has been spotted uh, and photographed on set uh, on Game of Thrones in his full Knights of the, the Watch uh, getup. Now, we're assuming that uh, they're not doing a flashback to like you know a month ago since you know he hasn't been there all that long anyway. Uh, most likely, he is back on the show in some re- some respect. He's his apparent death at the end of last season was obviously not as apparent as we thought. Uh, what I find interesting is we knew that this season the uh, TV show was going to overtake the books, and his fate is still undecided according to the books. You know, the, the last book ended with him being stabbed and all that. So I wonder, does George R. R. Martin go, okay, now I have to do something different than the TV show, or is he just going to be happy to continue writing what the TV show does in some respects? Or are they going to give him some good ideas? Maybe the reason he hasn't finished the next book is, man, I don't know what to do here. Flips on HBO. Oh, that's perfect. Why that didn't I think of that? <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, I think that'll be interesting to see. Um, next up, Avengers, where we're, we're going, we don't need Avengers. Uh, this week, Mark Miller talked uh, to some of the websites about how Fox can do Old Man Logan without the Avengers. Now, I know none of you, except for maybe you, Paul, have read Old Man Logan. It has to do with uh, Wolverine as an old man, and uh, the world is a completely different place. I'm not going to get into too many details. Uh, but this past year at Comic-Con, Hugh Jackman uh, came out and just said, you know, basically, I just have a few words for you, Old Man Logan. Because this is going to be his last Wolverine movie. So he, he made it seem like that's the storyline they're doing. Well, immediately people pop up and go, well, how are you going to do that? Uh, the Hulk had a major influence in that. Hawkeye, the Avengers, all these characters that Fox does not own. Well, Mark Miller came out and started talking about this. And he's like, well, listen, in the books, there's, uh, you know, Hawkeye and uh, uh, Logan basically go on a road trip. Well, you know, there's no, again, it was a blinded Hawkeye. It's like, there's no reason that couldn't be Cyclops. Maybe he, uh, his visor was broken and he has to just keep his eyes closed the entire trip but still insists on driving or something like that. <laughs> you know? um, he said, you know, you could replace the Hulk with the blob. He said, the characters don't really matter. It's the story, which is a really good way of looking at it. Uh, so Fox hasn't come out and officially said that they're going to follow that specific storyline. I mean, Hugh Jackman might just be saying, we're going to do Logan as an old man. But he knows the material. He knows what old man Logan is. I don't think he'd come out and say that if that wasn't what they were trying to adapt. Actually, I have something in the rumors that ties into that. Okay, fantastic. When we get there. Next, (laughs) Harry Potter (laughs) and the Two Big Script. J.K. Rowling has announced that the Harry Potter play she's writing, I don't know if you guys know about this, she's writing a play. It's play. a theater production. Yeah. It's going to be a show in London. It has expanded to two parts. Now, uh, she gave an interview this week about how this is very different from writing books, and I, I imagine that it is for her because she's used to having her material adapted to a screenplay or something like or a stage play, not having to actually write it that way. Well, apparently... Uh, she has decided to make it a two-part play. Now, that's interesting because uh, we've been doing that with movies for a while. You go see part one and you go see part two. Um, theater tickets are generally more expensive. Uh, it's more of a production, and it's not like you can catch it on DVD if you if you happen to miss it. So what if you watch part one but not part two? What if you missed part one because you were sick or on vacation or whatever? Well, now I'm not going to go see part two because I won't know what happened. I think it's a little weird to be doing it like that. Uh, I also think it's a little odd that they're actually going to do a, a Harry Potter stage play. It's called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Now, she's confirmed that the Cursed Child is not Harry Potter. We don't know exactly when this all falls into place. Uh, it just seems like a 
I, I don't know. What do you think? It seems like, like an odd choice. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it just because they couldn't get Daniel Radcliffe back? Uh, I mean, if you want to... I know she wants to move on and do other stuff, but that didn't work so well for her. Just keep writing Harry Potter shit for the rest of right. your life and, and buy an track. island. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I like you know, I mean, that's that's really what everybody wants from you. I mean, it, it, in some ways it sucks. I can understand how uh, it would get down on your amb- ambitions, but there's another way to look at it. You created a character that's going to be timeless that is probably, in another ten years, they're going to start filming the movies again. They'll reboot them all. This is now part of our culture. It is, it's one of our legends. That is nothing to... Uh, be upset about. I say embrace it. How are you going to do Harry Potter as a play? Because, like, a good chunk of the movie is special effects. Well, they can do some special effects. Have you ever... I don't know if you've taken any of those school trips. Have you seen Phantom of the Opera? No. Yes. Okay. There's some neat stuff in there, um, some trickery, and the guy who has a staff that, like, shoots fireballs and stuff. There's things they can do. Yes, there is. Yeah, they don't call it stage magic for nothing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I come from a very musical family, and I saw The Lion King recently, but it was really good. Uh, but you know what? You can be like, Expecto Patronum. You know, just because the play doesn't mean it has to be a musical. Yeah. Just say I want to sing. I can we don't be, want you to sing. I can be Harry Potter. You can be Hermione. Oh, man. You can be uh, the redhead, whatever Back his name was. <laughs> Which one? Ron? Is that a, Ron, there you go. And you can be the twins. <laughs> All right, on to the next uh, next thing in the news. Wait, are you saying that he's big enough to be both of them? No, I don't know. That's what I just thought of the part. That's the only thing I can think of. Better you than me. All right, next item in the news. Just another day for you and me on LB223. Ridley Scott has announced the name of the next Prometheus Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah, you, you... Paul shaking his head, yeah. Uh, Ridley Scott's uh, announced the next uh, Prometheus movie uh, is actually going to be called Alien Paradise uh, Lost. Alien Paradise Lost. Now, this is really confusing because now we've got, you know, one guy uh, making Alien, what number is it now? Five, six. Mm-hmm. Ridley Scott's making Prometheus. He's saying that this is going to tie into Ripley a little bit. Uh, now she's going to have history, I guess, pre the first movie. I don't even know how that works. I mean, they're, when you're retroactively rewriting the story you wrote. Uh, what's interesting about that is uh, alien movies are predominantly scary. He said he's going to go back to the xenomorph. He's going to have the, the xenomorph in it. He won't tell us. He, he said that they won't be carrying around Michael Fassbender's head. It's, it's way cooler than that. <laughs> um, but calling it Paradise Lost, that just doesn't sound like a name for an alien movie to me. It'd be like A Nightmare on Elm Street, Paradise Lost. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's, it works. Well, I mean, if he calls it Prometheus Alien, what is it going to be? Prometheus Alien Paradise Lost. This is confusing. I think Ridley Scott has dementia. I don't think he knows what he's doing now. <laughs> um, I mean, because the previous week he said there might be three more Prometheus sequels before they get to the next Alien movie. Now he's saying the next Alien movie is coming out right after this one. And I don't understand if Prometheus... If it's not a sequel series, like, he's making all these movies, why can't they do this one and this one at the same time? Why does it matter when they come out? If they're tied together, then they all... You know what I mean? It's weird. It's like they're they're making two movies that might have some movies in between with different storylines and different directors that are somehow connected at the same time. I don't understand that. I can't actually believe that my mouth made all those words. Sounds like an exception over there <laughs> yes. right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bit weird. Uh, but anyway, it's the news. Finally, what's in your utility belt? Today is Batman Day, and some people, one person wrote an article about how it's become too 
based on capitalism and selling things than celebrating Batman. Uh, now, I don't know if any of you guys look at io9, but Rob Bricken wrote an article uh, yesterday about how uh, Batman Day has become too commercial. Uh, it's all about selling things. Now, here's the thing. It turns out this article satire, but you don't know this until you get to the end of it. <laughs> I started reading this going, what? I'm like, no, hold on a second. Batman's a character. Batman exists to sell merchandise. He may mean something to us, but that's what it is. They, I expect him to sell stuff on Batman Day. That's kind of the point. I'm thinking too commercial. Okay, if we had Helen Keller Day and somebody was selling Helen Keller glasses, that would be too uh, sunglasses. That would be too commercial oh, and wow, in bad you went taste. There. You went okay, there. but selling Batman comics on Batman Day is perfectly fine. <coughs> it turns out the entire thing was uh, just satire, and I, I, I missed that until the very end. But man, it got me worked up. The, the, the whole point of that is this is the news. Today is Batman Day. Go buy a comic book. Some libraries are doing special things and special events with Batman. Money? Some schools have. Jack, stop panhandling. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Batman fan, today's the day to get out there and buy something. Put some money in DC's hands because they need it. Have you seen their comic book sales lately? Come on. I haven't seen their comic books lately. So. <laughs> there you go. And that, folks, is the news. No, just hold on one second. I actually have a news item I would like Ooh. to go into. Um, this is something that if if it continues, uh, something I might want to call Paul's bad news. Uh oh. Um, uh -oh. Just like to say, rest in peace, Yogi Berra. Mm-hmm. Yankee Great. I'm oh, sorry, Yogi Berra. Yankee Great passed away Tuesday, nine twenty-two, at the age of ninety. Not only was he a fifteen consecutive time All Star, with a gift for quotes like, "You can observe a lot just by watching," and it's like deja vu all over again. But most importantly, Yogi was the first and only cartoon bear to be drafted for a Major League Baseball franchise. <laughs> he, was, he was equally as well known for his widely publicized legal problems throughout the 70s and 80s when he was implicated in a rash of thefts of picnic baskets. <laughs> oh my god. I'm almost done. <laughs> this is hard for me, and I'm emotional. Yeah, Yogi is survived by his life mate Boo Boo, and he will be laid to rest within his beloved Jellystone Park. And that, my friends, is Paul's bad news. <laughs> if your chair came out from underneath you, I would not care right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Seriously, because I was going to say rest in peace, Yogi. That's for you. <laughs> but you know what? Why don't you listen to Geek Pod and we'll talk to Yogi Berra later? This is Geek Pod. I mean, Sports Geek. I thought you were being serious and next yeah, what the hell? the passing of Wes Craven. We already discussed that, didn't we? Wait, you know, we did, wait, did we discuss that before yes, the we show? Did. Was that? No, we discussed it last okay. show. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's pretty yeah, good. That's, yeah. But thank you. I, uh, I I did. I wrote that yesterday, and I immediately turned to my coworkers and handed it to them and said, "Is this too much?" <laughs> man, and, and I I thought the little Helen Keller joke was too much. That wasn't even a joke. But man, that's <laughs> I thought you're gonna go Anne Frank with noise silencers or something. <laughs> no, no, and it wasn't it wasn't even a a joke. It was just saying know. that that would be in bad taste and too commercial. You, you guys laughed way too hard at that one. <laughs> You're horrible people. <laughs> we're all going to hell. I'm the pilot, so. <laughs> okay, so the rumors for this week. Steven Spielberg um, says that superhero movies might fade out like Western did, and Zack Snyder doesn't disagree. 
Der er ikke noget, der har ham. Og yesterday, uh, Hugh Jackman said that Tom Hardy is a possible replacement for Logan in the Marvel movies. Is that the wrong guess? Yeah, well, that depends on where it ends up going, but yeah, right. maybe the Fox mutant verse. Jeez, he's getting everything now, Tom Hardy. Yes. Yeah. He's noticed that. Chris he's, Pratt. He's, no, he's like, everyone wants him. He's wait, like, oh, wait, Tom Hardy. Chris Pratt the new Tom Hardy? Oh. It's a dream inside know. a dream. Oh. I don't know. Mind blown. No, I'm just <laughs> 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 And it is rumored that David Beckham might be the next James Bond. Yeah. God, no. Bend it like Beckham. <laughs> wow. Can he act? I, Can he act like a soccer player? I don't know. Has he ever been in a movie? I think he's in Spice Girls. Yeah. Spice Girls. Well, Spice, I, he really? you know, I mean, he, he Man looks, card. <laughs> sort of looks hard. But he said that there's very low chances, but it's a possibility. I was hesitant on Daniel Craig, but he's turned out to be my second favorite Bond. So who? I like Sean Connery. There you go. Yeah. Well, I know that Idris Elba Little came finger. out and said that he won't be doing it, and I don't think he really wants the part. I think it would come with too much, uh, too many issues. How do you guys feel on that? Have we ever talked about like, that? He's what? far too street to be. Yeah, yeah well, that's uh, what they said. Yeah, that's, well, well, I'm well, parroting that. I don't really know. How do you feel, I'm though? I mean, yeah. Well, well, I something here. Well, no, we're talking <laughs> Idris, you know Elba. Idris Elba. Is? Uh, played Heimdall in uh, the Thor movies, uh, Luther okay. for BBC, okay, okay. Big, big black guy, amazing, yeah. amazing, yeah, yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. actor. Uh, would make an amazing James Bond, but uh, it was kicked around uh, last year, I think, that he might be the next choice. Yeah, okay. And everybody freaked the fuck out. Yeah, I did see that. Because he's not white. And they were just... And I don't know where I stand on this, you know, being in a unique perspective of being married to a black woman and having a uh, half-black child. Uh, certainly not racist. But I kind of fall on the side of I don't think you should change a color or a character's race because that's what the character is. You know, some people say, and they say that this is somehow racism anyway. Like people would freak out if Black Panther was a white guy because he's a black guy. James Bond. I, I'm not saying that James Bond shouldn't be a black uh, actor, but I'm saying that he isn't. He wasn't written that way, and I can understand people not wanting that to change. Uh, not necessarily agreeing that we shouldn't go with the right actor for the part. But I can see why people get upset about that, and I don't think they're being racist. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. Go ahead. No, on the, on the same, the same talk. What you're talking about, about uh, there being a black James Bond. I've read articles where James Bond is not. It's not. You know, he's supposed to be 007. It's the. It's not the character that plays 007. It's. It's. It can be anybody that's 007. It's just the number. Yes. So, yes. so in that sense, you can maybe see where they would go to a black actor. I, I could see that. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but you're right. It, it's been, He's been written that way. Don't mess with it for now. It, at some point, yeah, you can maybe see going to a black character. Well, I, I think the problem with that is that J, the, the James Bond movies are in a unique place. Uh, people will band here about the word reboot all the time now. James Bond is the eternal reboot, but not a reboot. Right. I mean, it's... It's it's still the same character we watched in the uh, the Sean Connery movies. It has a unique place because people understand that these actors cannot play the same role for 50 years. So we've accepted that the actor changes, but what happened before still happened before. Even with these new movies, even though it's starting over again, we're kind of seeing those as stuff we didn't see, early adventures. Right. So 
James Bond has a consistent history. Uh, if they wanted to go that route, which I'd be fine with, I would still watch it. If they uh, if they said, okay, now uh, Jimmy Smith, you're the new 007. Okay, makes perfect sense. I'd watch it. I'd be cool with it. It is a little weird to have a character with, let's face it, 50 years of history. Um, they made a Human Torch black. He was white in two movies, okay? And he's white in a lot of comic books, but movie-wise, he was white in two movies. James Bond has been a white guy for 50 years now. Yeah. I can certainly understand people saying, I, I don't want you to change this just to pander to the people who are all upset about race. Um, if they were to pass the title on, right. that makes sense. And I think Ed Idris Elba would be the very best James Bond we've ever had. The, the man is amazing. Um, I don't see how you do that. If if it's if you if you've rebooted your franchise with the character the exact same way for twenty some odd movies, it makes it kind of difficult to go in such a radical direction. It'd be different if James the James Bond movies ended in the early eighties, and then we started them up again. You know that that would make perfect sense. But the Bond movies are always some sort of a continuation or a reimagining. Yeah. Uh, so I can see where it would be kind of tough. It'd be tough for me. Yeah. You know, start over with, you know, a, a black actor and have him always be black from now on, then I'm cool with it. Otherwise, we're going to, every three movies, you're going to be flip-flopping. Next time, James Bond is going to be a woman or, you know, a Latino or something like that. And it gets a little wacky at that point. Paul, you're being very quiet about this. You're afraid to I'm, say the wrong thing? <laughs> we're just <laughs> listening. We're, we're listening. Out, but. Um, I've actually never seen a James Bond movie. Whoa. Get out. Get out, seriously. It's my house, Dad. I don't care. Get out of your house. <laughs> you never watched a James Bond movie. Not even the, the recent ones? What are they? Never. I just said right, really a while in the same word. Right right really? How, how would... I'll come back in a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm serious. Yeah. How, how really? You, my, my question is, how have you not, by accident, caught some of one? I've flipped through. I'm like, oh, Bond, keep going. It's just, it was never my thing. Okay. Th there were no capes. No spandex. Well, dude, yeah. I come dude, from the same place you do. But, but you got to understand, J James Bond is the ultimate real-life superhero. He is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's just he's, never done it. He's the ultimate international man of mystery. And I'm not making a pun of that towards Austin Powers. I mean, <laughs> not fun. He, is, he is the ultimate spy. Yes. In every, in every aspect. I mean, he's always dashing, he always got... You know, he, it was always... That's cars, yeah, gadgets. Yeah, it was just everything. I mean, for for you not to have seen one, it's, to me it's a little surprising. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, you and I both watch, are very much movie buffs. But for you not to have seen at least one of the 23 that have been made. 23, I was wondering. Yeah, you know, for, so that, that, that to me seems a little odd. I mean, now granted, we're talking about some movies in the, the 60s and 70s with Sean Connery. That I can understand, but you've not seen, you know... <laughs> that blows my Goldfinger's my favorite James Bond. My parents Bond. bought me all of those movies on VHS. That's all, awesome. Uh, it, it, and I don't know. I mean, I was a superhero Doctor Who guy, but they still bought those movies for me because yeah, they, they, were, they were just awesome. Yeah, they were. It was. It was. It wasn't so much like a, an action movie, but it was an action drama mm -hmm. suspense. It, it had all of it in it, and to 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 sit and watch them over two hours or whatever. I mean, it was a good two hours to watch a movie. You know, and I, I grew up. I grew up on Roger Moore as as James Bond. You know, he was he was the Bond in the in the in the eighties, you know, and then it went to Timothy Dalton who people Is the best 
No, he's the worst. <laughs> you know, no, it, he wasn't. You know, and then it went to Tim Dell, and then it stopped for a while, and then it went to Pierce Brosnan, which who who I think was a, was a decent Bond. I think Daniel Craig is very good, but my heart has always been to Sean Connery. Good man. He's always been James Bond. You know, he's done other things, but everybody knows him as James Bond. No, it's funny you say that too, because I remember uh, when I was eight years old, my dad he got me into movies too. My parents, as we all can say, he said, "Do you want to see a um, a guy that has all the gadgets and get all the girls?" Um, that's got a great storyline. We watched Goldfinger. That's, he actually that, said that. Those were his exact words. I don't remember. <laughs> Something close. <laughs> Something close to that. But he, like, my mom was away. But it was always cool though. Like you couldn't watch those movies because there was violence. Well, so you'd you watch know, those with your dad. If you were gonna start, I wouldn't recommend starting with the older movies, even though they. Doctor No. 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 Don't Goldeneye. Yeah. Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Uh, Brosnan. Brosnan. Yeah. yeah. Brosnan's that's first. A good one. Yeah. Also, Sean Bean. Yep. Yeah. Really. So, so two He's, two yeah. amazing yeah. actors. Banky Jansen. Yep. Yeah. Jean Grey is in it. Um, I'll say that I think that Brosnan embodied the character best. Yeah. Even though Dalton's Bonds, his two stories were kind of at a point where Bond was very angry, you know, and he played that excellently. The, man, the yeah. man's amazing. But I think Brosnan's the best barometer of what a James Bond movie is. Um, I agree. Okay, so that's why I think it's the best place to start. His three movies uh, will really give you an idea. Now, they, the errors are different. Um, Connery's was just excellent all around. Roger Moore's was a little bit campy, but it was more fun. Um, Daniel Craig's are, are probably the best well-made and written that they've done. Yeah. And, and he, he, But it's funny, because you can say one guy embodied the character better, another guy had the best movies. It's weird the way it works They're on all these different errands. Yeah. It's almost like Doctor Who, in a way. Um, you know, the main character just regenerates and jumps in his Aston Martin and takes off. Right. Uh, <laughs> In <laughs> in Daniel Craig and, and Pierce Brosnan, they have um, shout-outs back to the older movies. Uh, Daniel Craig in the last movie, the Aston Martin that he pulls out yeah. of the garage there, is a throwback to Dr. No. That's the car that he had That's at right. Dr. No. It's, it's an old-school Aston Martin. I think it's a 1960s version of it. So there's throwbacks. They've always got little Easter eggs about things going back nice. to the old to the old, uh, yeah. to the old movies, which is nice. Because you, you like movies that... You know, their remakes or their continuations of movies that always have something a little throwback towards the older version of the movie, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. So. I think that, uh, just to go back and what was it? I was reading a comic book legends thing. What Marvel character did they make black for a few issues and then he got plastic surgery and then they it changed it? was the Punisher, it. wasn't it? Yes, the Punisher. That That's how I feel it would be if they went and they, they cast a black man as a... Uh, James Bond, it would be that awful because they tried to do that to to you know get African American readers. It was an absolute disaster, <laughs> and they retconned after what three four issues. Yeah, yeah, he got plastic surgery and it fell off or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his plastic surgery fell off. <laughs> <All right>. um, <laughs> yeah, there's just not a good history though. That's what happened with me too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've You're a woman. Don't get away my secret, Jack. Sorry. Caitlin, good to meet you. Jack, what do you know? I know I'm hungry. <laughs> All about food. Coffee. This oh, chocolate over there. Oh. oh, man, now that we've, we've gone again off the rails <laughs> and everyone's going to think I'm a racist because I'm not for a, uh, a black James Bond. Right. I don't think you're a racist for that. Thank you. No. Can like you said, best man for the job. That's it. I still can't be pausing one single day. Yeah, what Dude, how are your balls still attached to your body? <laughs> they have that sack that holds them in. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't, I mean, that's... 
It, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. You played Goldeneye on N64? Yes, I did. Okay. I played the game. <laughs> it was a fighting game. It was first-person shooter, right? Ah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. I remember James Bond for the Game Boy. That was my favorite game. I don't know if you remember that one. That's an older one. Really? No. Sega, PlayStation. I love the original Game Boy. I spent my youth drinking. When you were eight years old? Yeah. Okay. So did I. I still found time to watch James Bond. Seriously, I drink while I watch James Bond. There you go. It's funny, though. I just saw GoldenEye probably three years ago for the first time. I played the game for years. I've seen a lot of James Bond movies, but I finally watched GoldenEye for the first time three years ago. What'd you think? It's my third favorite. It's pretty bad, I guess. So then uh, Casino Royale and the Goldfinger. Watch Golden Eye. Nothing. <laughs> Golden Eye. <laughs> Goldfinger. No, watch Goldfinger. No, we, want, we want him to continue watching that. Yeah. If Goldfinger was <laughs> a good one. Yes, but just like with Doctor Who, someone says, I want to start watching okay. Doctor Who, I start them with the new series. Yeah, Once yeah, they I see love it, then get into the older movies. Okay. What about Casino Royale? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, after, after Pierce Brosnan, go right into Daniel Craig. Yeah, mm-hmm. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what you said though about all the James Bond. Billy hit him spot on. Well played. Sir. And that's why I like Timothy Dalton so much is because he was, it, it's it's the biggest departure for the character, and uh, he was he played very dark and angry very well. Most of the time, James Bond is just kind of he'll get a little bit mad or someone dies. I'm mad about you. Timothy Dalton's Bond was pissed off. Mm-hmm. At everybody. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and he was. It was a point in the character's time where he. He was going after people and going, getting revenge, things like that. It, it was just very good. I don't know. I know a lot of people look at it like, oh, that was, he was only in two movies. Those are my favorites. Hey. Everybody's got their favorites. I mean, I'm partial to Connery for other reasons, but. Um, because you like beating your. No, no, because <laughs> I'm named after her. Oh, you're named after her? My, my dad's really? a big Sean Connery fan. That's why I'm partial to Sean Connery. I love I love Pierce Brosnan's as Bond, and I think Daniel Craig's doing a fantastic job. So that's Roger Moore. Like you said, Roger Moore's were a little campy, little uh, poofy, <laughs> '80s style movies. Yeah. And where Connery's were, you know, those those '60s and '70s style spy movies. There were all that, you know, all, all that kind of stuff in there. Where they were kind of introducing him as a character and, and whatnot. But I think the last two, uh, Brosnan and, and Daniel Craig, are doing did a fantastic job and are doing a fantastic job. I'm I'm looking forward to the new one coming out. I haven't seen the previews for it, so. Spectre, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that one coming out. So. Outstanding. Well, we're on. <clears throat> wow, I'm getting all gravelly there. Seriously, how's your problem? <laughs> well, we're on uh, the topics of television. Do we want to jump into the meat of this now? I know there's people dying to discuss some stuff here. I want to. I got to talk about *Fear the Walking Dead*. I, I read something on. We'll roll on, into it then. Th- yeah, that's fine. Uh, you know, and I, I kind of. I mean, don't get me wrong. I watched the show. I watched. I watched it. And uh, but they mentioned something on Wikipedia because I was on there reading about it because that's what I do at work. Don't tell my boss. I was gonna say, does any of oh, you? No, no, they walk by and see it. Okay. <laughs> they, they know. And it's, I mean, it's, it's everybody. I mean, you walk by anybody's desk, and nine, there's ten people in a, you know, in an area, and five of them are on the internet. It's not that the doesn't the work's not getting done. It's not anything like that. It's just when it's slow, they don't, they don't, they don't have an idea. They don't, they don't care what you're doing. As long as you're keeping up with your work, you can do it. On that note, I read something at the end of Fear of the Walking Dead. This episode, last episode, which I can't remember the name of it. Somebody was it Dog? No, that was Dog. Was the one before that. Mm. I know the next one is called Cobalt, but I don't can't remember the name. Not not so faded or something like that. Yeah. 
that yes. will not fade away or something. Yeah. Now, uh, Cliff Curtis's character, I can't remember his first name. Travis? First. There you go. Travis, <laughs> when he's sitting on the roof and he sees the, the flash of light from the house across the valley or whatever, they said that there was a there was gunfire at the end when the, uh, yeah. when Madison yeah uh, was walking yeah she sees it when she's sitting up there okay so it wasn't when Travis was sitting up there that he heard the no. gunfire no okay the way it made it sound on Wikipedia is when because I was like I didn't hear that and I had erased it and I was like I'm gonna go back and listen and see it but so it's okay yeah it was the very now end of the episode but that's when Travis was sitting up there when no it was Travis was on the house at the end of the episode when he sees that flashlight and then it immediately goes black. In Wikipedia, it says there's Wait. gunfire. I thought it was Maddie. Or wait, did she see it and then go out looking and then come she back? she saw? Okay, went, right. she, she was out there traveling. with the flashlight. She saw the light. She was yeah. she went was out. doing you know kind of the click with the flashlight to get them, to, and he, she saw it. And <laughs> she went out and went looking, and she noticed that obviously that they you're right. Been, so it was him then, because yeah, right. she says, "Look, I was out there. This is what I saw." And he goes up on the roof, and he's sitting gets up there to do the flash. He, he didn't hit the flashlight. He was just up there because that was after. Uh, Daniel's wife was wife was taken away the girl the lady with the, the broken leg that they were gonna go and, and deal with and Nick was taken mm-hmm. away to the hospital and he's yeah. up there she obviously walks away um, his wife Maddie walks away and she's having the she's like a nervous breakdown in the garage and he goes up on the roof and he's sitting there and he's starting to have the same type of nervous breakdown he's up there he's starting to cry because he's realizing his family's being pulled apart it's what I took from it and he's up there he's just staring out at the thing and he sees a light flashing and then it cuts the black but on and everything else that says that he hears gunfire and yeah. then it cuts you to black. You can see it. No, you can yeah. see the gunfire too, the flashing yeah. in there. Okay. I, that, okay. Then I then I definitely missed that part. Yeah. So okay, I just that's that struck me as a little. Uh, I didn't like I said I read it and I'm thinking I didn't hear that. Well, I'm just wondering are they insinuating that the earlier flashes were gunfire or it was hey we're talking to you and then at the end of it it's you know gunfire. It's and, that's what I'm taking yeah. from it is because he went and told the military guy what the kids saw. Military went out and took oh, care of it. Yes. Right, right. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm taking. Yeah, because because she mentions that there's there was people out there that were killed that weren't showing any signs infected. of infected, being infected. See that that's tough though because all those dead bodies she she saw there, some of them looked like they they could have been. Uh, the one guy looked like he killed himself. Right. Uh, maybe they haven't announced that. Hey, if you get bit, you turn into one of these things. But people kind of know, and so I, I just. When she said that, I'm like, I didn't really feel I got that information from that scene. I can see, I, I think they could have done something more so that we took that away because I didn't until she said it. Right. No, I yeah, I, I also felt like we were taking her on her word because at the point we're at in the show, none of them look like they're zombified yet. Right. You know no. what's funny is when um, we sat down to watch the show, I turn around, I go, "Honey, this is the episode where something happens." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not there was not one attacker and one person infected in the whole episode. And, and I don't care about that. I know right. the way it is, but the thing I found weird was in the beginning of the scene, you have Nick floating in the pool. It's like, why? Yeah, I was yeah. beginning to think it was a flashback. When yeah, it, yeah. Was it, it was because he was stealing that guy's yeah. uh, medication and he was all high and happy. That's yeah. why he was in the pool. Oh, I was like, was this infected but bacteria? I, think, I was like, why I also, in a pool? I also think that that had something to do with them trying, like them trying to have it go back to a normal, to a normal life. life. Right. Yeah. I mean, they were quarantined, obviously, in the area there, but they were trying every time. He was out for his morning run. It was kind of like, yeah. look. Things, life goes on. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to make things that life goes on. Nick just kind of floating in the pool, whatever. I mean, he was just 
Which is a nasty pool that needed to be It was, yeah, it was right? gross. That's what I was <laughs> Now, they, they made a statement this last episode that it's, what, nine days since the world yep. ended, I believe they said. Okay. I, I figure that means we've got about, what, two and a half, three and a half weeks before Rick, Rick wakes up. Because okay. Rick was, was out for about a month. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, this is interesting because I assume that the car chase the, and uh, the gunshot that put Rick in the hospital in the first episode of Walking Dead happened before any of this. It has to have happened before the first, uh, if not very at the very first episode of Fear the Walking Dead because somebody would have said something. Right. Now, what's interesting is I know that they're, dra- they're dragging this out and they want to show life beforehand. I just, skipping ahead nine days and four episodes, I mean, they, they could have said we've been under quarantine for two uh, or made it a lot smaller. I was really surprised by that because that limits their window of opportunity because by the point that Rick wakes up, we should all be hell at full. Broken loose. Yes. Yeah. You know, now maybe things were different in different parts of the country, but at the very least, you have to be aware of the zombie apocalypse enough to not clip a hole in the fence <laughs> with wire cutters <laughs> and go outside with no weapon. Okay? Right. Uh, you, you have to be at that point by then. Now, my wife goes, oh, she's stupid. That's how they're going to get in. I said, you know what? If the zombies get in that hole, I'm going to be so pissed off and I'm going to Twitter those guys because here's the thing. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's dangerous. But zombies are fucking stupid. If they find that one little hole in one little corner far away from anything, they're going to go to where the people are. They're going to go to Mm -hmm. the main gates and stuff. They're not going to find this one corner and go, hey, guys, look, I found a way in. That's just not how it works. I'm going to be so pissed off if that's what they do. But, you know, I've I've been going back and watching The Walking Dead, and I noticed in the first first series when Rick was with uh, Morgan and his son, Dwayne, when Dwayne's wife, or not Dwayne, Morgan's wife comes to the door, she turns the knob trying to get in. So is that something that the zombies realize that they can do these things? Because later on, they're, like you said... They don't, they just bang in. Yeah, right. So is it something where that was part of the human thing that they had that they went to the door? Because she actually tried to turn the knob to get in. Well, Which, it was muscle memory for her. That's that's what I'm wondering. And, and it might have something to do with that, that that was her door. She might not try that on a different door. Okay. Um, but yeah. I, we, we don't know. But right. that that's kind of what I took away from it. Plus, they are rotting, so anything that they had is going it, is going to go away. Right. I just I, I found that that, uh, that you know now with, like you're talking about finding that hole in the fence type of thing. I, you know. So well, you know, I think it's more about finding the hole. I mean, she went to the farthest corner right. in the woods to do it. They're not going to find that hole. Right. Uh, maybe if they did, if it was closer, you know, that they might be able to find it. But I, I, like I said, if they do find it, that's lazy writing. Agreed. And that's not foreshadowing. You yeah, know, I mean, how's someone going to know to to bend down to walk into that as opposed to because, like you said, they just kind of walk into things when they're when they're scavenging. I guess you would call it. For human food, yeah, they just walk into the fence. They walk into the the fence at Herschel's farm. Not like they went between the planks to get in. They just walked through right. it. And the Asian lady just kept through the right. fence. Yeah, you know, not really doing anything. That thing looked like it could have fallen down. If yeah, tried <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's that's kind of my what we're talking about there with the, them finding that hole and stuff like that. I mean, in the beginning part of it, it seemed like they had had some muscle memory to it, and then as you get farther along, you kind of lose that. But I don't. I, you're like finding a hole in the fence is like finding a needle in a haystack. Yeah, I, I agree with that. How do you guys feel about the show overall? I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, it's, it is slow. It's it's what I expected it to be. Right, and I and I, I foresee the first. It's a six episode start to the to the whole thing. I, I see 
that it will be like that to start the first the first season. I think it's going to be kind of character driven, you know. So and then I think it'll slowly pick up. I think then this next episode will get a little bit different. Each episode is going to be a little more different, a little more exciting type of thing. And I think by episode six, it's going to be kind of like when they were at the CDC in the first season with those guys. I think that's kind of where you're going to lead. It's going to lead up to that because even in even Walking Dead in the first couple episodes, it was kind of. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of more excitement because you were in the middle of it. Now it's kind of you're building up to getting to that middle point. So, but I, I enjoy the show. My wife thinks the building where they saw the gunshots was actually the the place where they're taking the people. That's where the medical center is. Just throwing that out there. That is a good insight. They did say it was within 15 minutes of where they were. Yeah. Um, what is that noise? It's the cat. The, cats. the cat's probably talking to its friends outside. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost the overlords. No, we got the cats. <laughs> Jack, how about? Um, no, I liked the quote um, that um, that old man said. Um, he said, "Men do these things not because of evil; they do um, evil because of the fear." I liked that quote. That was good. And then he said, "That's when I realized my father was an idiot, or something, something like that." Yeah. But um. The show's good. I do like it, but um, I really um, my family we watch the show, uh, but it would have been cool if they did like maybe six episodes of this, the Fear of the Walking Dead in L.A. Maybe they could have done like another six episodes in like the Adirondacks. Like I don't know, they could have done like six episodes of this, like another series of six episodes of that. Like they don't get too involved in these characters, like because we have the Walking Dead. And people, well, you do know that Fear of the Walking Dead has been renewed for sixteen episodes. I do, okay. I do. Before all that, we were oh, saying okay. that like it would have been cool. Like, um, you have like another six episodes of somewhere else in right. the world. To some point, yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're showing this, they're actually Walking Dead shows what it is in the South and heading right. uh, heading north. Right. Fear of the Walking Dead is kind of out in L.A., major city type of area mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I think I, what you're oh. saying is maybe show a different perspective. Well, I think the reason they're not doing that, you got to remember. Even the L.A. area has not been explored in uh, Robert Kirkman's comic books yet. Okay? okay. Now, that's not to say he doesn't know what Walking Dead UK would be. I think that they're being very careful on how they roll this stuff out. Because there's something I'm noticing happening, and this goes back to Lana talking about how um, Steven Spielberg thinks that the superhero genres run its course. I don't think things run their course anymore. I think with the access we have to things, given you know the Internet and stuff... We no longer have to rely on just box office to, to get whatever it is we're into. Now, people have been saying the zombie uh, genre has run its course for 10 years now. <laughs> Not even close. Superhero genre, no, it's, it's Spielberg's out of all, like another three years. Or no, it wasn't him. It was uh, Zack Snyder said he thought it had at least three more years in it. Yeah. Um, no, I think it has 30 more years. I don't think it, it's going to end. And here's why. There's People know what they like. It used to be you were at the mercy of what was available. That's not the case anymore. I am one of those genre people who... Everything I watch on TV is pretty much horror or comic book based. That's all I watch. Yes, I have in the past I had an ex-girlfriend that watched NCIS and CSI. And I would watch them with her and her mom. And they were good shows. I enjoyed them. No interest in them. If I'm in control of my TV, I'm watching Supernatural, Arrow, Walking Dead, Z Nation, things like that. I can make that choice now and watch only the things I'm into. Because I can make that choice, my advertising votes uh, and dollars go there. So they continue making those things. So I don't think the zombie genre is going to run its course because there are so many of us that's all only the kind of stuff we're only interested in. There's always going to be a built-in fan base for that kind of stuff. That being said, mm-hmm. um, Walking Dead, ratings juggernaut, Fear the Walking Dead, doing well, is losing some viewers. That happens. I think the biggest reason it's losing viewers is because nothing's happening. 
and uh, people are, are getting upset. But it's still going to have a core a base that's probably still going to be more than any other cable show gets. They're going to be fine. And next season when it picks up, you know, people will probably come back to it. Walking Dead, even if the main show doesn't go, once the main show is about to end, Fear the Walking Dead, let's say it's in its fifth season, okay, now we're going to do Walking Dead Vancouver or whatever you, whatever you want to do. They could keep this world going indefinitely if they wanted to, if they, if they make the right choices, if they continue to make good TV instead of just try to cash in on it. There's no reason it has to end, especially because what it's based on at this point has no end. So they really they can do whatever they want. Uh, I think that kind of thing applies to the superhero genre and, and all that stuff anyway. You know the, the bigger point I'm trying to make, but I think that's why they don't want to reveal too much because they don't know where they're going to need to take it to keep the franchise going. And you look at what Kirkman's doing now. He's got a couple more comic books. He's got another TV show in development, but he can really just ride this Walking Dead train until he retires. Oh, no, so, I mean, are you ever going to stop watching the main show? Even if they kill Rick and Michelle, no. replace them with other characters. No, as no. long as the show stays as good, will you continue watching? Absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, I, and on that note, I mean, I know they'll, they'll lose viewers if stuff like that happens, but you, the loyal viewers are still going to come back. They're still yeah. going to watch it. Like you're saying, it's it's their niche. That's what they like. They're going to come back watching no matter what. Exactly. So everybody, even people like Shane in the in the regular Walking Dead, he was killed off. I guarantee you lost a few viewers when he was killed, but I guarantee you gained a few more after he was killed also. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, up until that point, I hadn't watched it. Now I watch it, and I watch it religiously. I, I watch it on Netflix, just to keep keep current and what's going on, and go back and forth and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, the perfect uh, barometer for this is Supernatural. Supernatural, the reason you guys familiar with the show? Yes. I don't know. The reason it's still around, consistently about two million viewers every week for ten years now. No signs of stopping. Now it's not great, but for the CW, they're they're fantastic you know, uh, ratings, because they don't get a whole lot of ratings. The reason the show is still around is because there's that group of people, no matter what they do, they're always going to tune in. Supernatural's not getting new viewers, okay? Ten years in, they're not gaining new viewers. Right. But they're keeping the ones they have. And I don't know of any other show in recent memory that was able to do that. Because when you want to see a show that's getting six, seven, eight million viewers, and it fluctuates by a few million uh, a week or things like that, it's hard to say that, hey, this actually exists. That is the point to, to show that this actually exists. A TV show has a base amount of viewers that will never go away. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Walking Dead's are bigger than Supernatural's. Oh, without a doubt. I just wish that old character in the, the Fear of the Walking Dead was in The Walking Dead, because he's the man. You're talking about, about Ruben Blades, Danny? Yeah, yeah, is that his name? He's like a Dale with an edge. <laughs> <laughs> an older Dale yeah. with an edge. I, I, the reason I know who it is is he was in. I remember him when I was younger watching like the Predator Two with Danny, Danny Glover. He was in that. I mean, I know who the character is and I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. He's he's fantastic and he I think he is fantastic in that show. So okay. I think he's the one that's going to keep the rest of these people alive here pretty soon. You're talking about the the old man, yeah, with yes. the goatee. Yeah, well, yeah. He's he's from El Salvador. He was yes, yeah. Okay. That's that's Ruben Blades. <clears throat> there's there's something going on with him. Yeah. Well, and I, somebody I was talking to somebody about it, or reading something, or I can't remember where I heard it, but he's from El Salvador, and he's you know he's an older gentleman. People are saying most of his family is in the ground in El Salvador. Somebody mentioned that he might have been there during the Civil War, so he may know he not this part like the the Walking Dead part of it, but he's seen where people turn on people. 
family turn family turn on family friends turn on friends. Yeah, he, he has some insight into yeah, this. Yeah, that's why I think when you saw when you first saw him when he was when he was when uh, Travis and Madison were Madison was going to kill the, the the old lady, and he was watching through the window. And when they did it, he said, "Weak." He knows that you have in this instant you have to be a strong willed person. You have to be able to do these things to survive. So I think that's where I think that's where he's he's seen it. He knows what's going on, and he understands that. Look, this is going to be. You need to be like that. All right. With that said, let's go right into the Geek Pod Book Club. Um, this week, I'm doing a bit of a different recommendation. Um, I actually recommending something I haven't completely read. Um, this past week, uh, issue five of the Doctor Who Weekly Event 2015 came out. Now, what it's been is the past five weeks they've been releasing an issue every uh, week, and I haven't had a chance to actually uh, read the last issue yet. Uh, but I can touch on the series as a whole now since the whole thing is available. Uh, what it was, and I've already said I'm not a big fan of uh, comic books based on TV properties because nothing can ever actually happen because they can't change the universe for the TV show. Yeah, I don't even read the normal Doctor Who comic books, even though it's my favorite TV show. What I, I, I liked about this is they, they're doing, basically it's the four current Doctors. It started off as the three, and then the War Doctor, uh, played by John Hurt, um, ends, up showing up, ends up showing up. And the reason I like it is, all throughout Doctor Who's past, they've occasionally had episodes where past incarnations of the Doctor end up with the, the current incarnation. And they'll have an adventure or whatever. It's always interesting, because even though it's the same person... You can see the different personalities. Some of them don't get along with each other. Like, consistently, like, the second and third Doctor, every time they, they were together, couldn't stand each other, you know? Um, so it's interesting. Now, in a show about time travel, you wonder, well, how does that work? They kind of established that mechanic, finally, the last time in uh, the Day of the Doctor, uh, the, the big, big 50th anniversary episode they had, that when this happens... Only the current information or current version of the Doctor, because it's, it happens in his timeline, is the one that retains the memories of it for the most part. All the other ones kind of vaguely recall something happened running into them their past selves, but they don't recall the details. And that's something that the Time Lord set up because if you run into it, like for instance, um, the Eleventh uh, Doctor, if the Eleventh Doctor ran into the Twelfth Doctor, the Eleventh Doctor thought he was ended at the end of his regeneration cycle. Uh, and he thought, you know, if something happens to me, I'm going to die. Running into a future version of him tells him that. That would give him information, which would alter what happened. He would no longer be thinking, oh, I'm going to die. So they came up with a way to cover that, which, you know, is good in covering paradoxes and things like that. I'm losing you guys. I know. I can see it. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting, and it kind of makes sense, too, that the race that created, you know, came up with time travel would put a mechanic in place because something like that would happen. You know, a, a safeguard to make sure the past can't be changed because they don't you know, want you changing your own past. So what's nice is these are, are four doctors we're never going to see on screen together. We might see a couple of them. John Hurt certainly is never. I mean, he he's a fucking royal British actor. He's not going to come back to Doctor Who again. <laughs> the fact we got him once, it blows my mind. Oh, I thought you were raising your hand. No, no, yeah, no. I was like, question, <laughs> question. Yeah. No. So it's kind of nice to see what it would be like if these characters interacted. Um, so far, it's been interesting. Um, in the comic books... Because uh, they have uh, series running with all, all of the three current Doctors with, with companions that are specific to the comics or in the case of the current one, he's got the current companion from the TV show. And uh, it's all those Doctors and companions all kind of crashing together at one fixed point in time and having an adventure. So it, it's, it's, it's fun. It, it's almost, it's a little fan fiction probably. 
uh, because it'll never happen in the TV show. But I'm enjoying it. I wish I'd gotten to read the last uh, uh, issue. I just haven't gotten around to it. But I certainly, if you're a Doctor Who fan, I can recommend the... Uh, the it's five issues. It's not going to break the bank. If you want to pick up the separate issues, I'm sure they're all in the comic store right now since the oldest one's only five weeks old. I'm sure it'll be in a trade shortly. Uh, I believe it's Titan Comics. It's the one that does the I Doctor believe it Who is, comics. yes. Uh, if you're a Doctor Who fan, great read. Definitely pick it up at Cloud City Comics. <laughs> Mine is also based off of a TV property. Holy cow. Mine is also You a finally caught up block. with True Blood. No. <laughs> <laughs> is there a True Blood comic? There, there was, yeah. Oh, really? Blood. Oh. Um, no, I, I'm still riding the Star Wars wave. This time I'd like to recommend... Um, there's six issues in right now. And... It's definitely based off a TV property because it follows the origin of the main character from Star Wars Rebels, Kanan Jarrus. This is a series called Star Wars, Kanan, The Last Padawan. We get to see how he went from being a young Padawan to basically a Han Solo, Luke Skywalker mashup. They call him the Cowboy Jedi, basically. I saw that on, on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a thing. Come on. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> um, but it's, it's really cool. It's actually kind of dark and depressing on what this fucking kid goes through. Like, because it's, it, it starts off right before Order 66. And you see Order 66 get called out and you watch watch it happen and I don't know what that is I thought you watched Star Wars I don't even know what that is no 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 I'm, this, I'm the referencing movie? the movie yeah, yeah. So, no, you're referencing please episode 3 order 66 and it was when Palpatine ordered the, ordered the hit on all of the Jedi oh, oh that's right Oh, I didn't realize it was a number attached to that okay, oh yeah they, they, I think they said it a couple times in the movie and, and especially in the, the series here they're it's all over it. And it's uh, it's heartbreaking to watch because, I mean, he's a little boy and the Jedi Master basically sacrifices herself with this awful, awful betrayal because they, they, they show you the relationship beforehand that they have with the clone commanders and how they're basically friends. They show them around a campfire eating and making jokes and they're all busting the kids' chops. and you know, It's almost like a war family. And then... On a dime, when the order is called out, personalities change, and these guys are vicious wow. fucking monsters. And he gets away, obviously, but he is pursued for the next five issues. Like, you're seeing it as time goes on and what he has to go through, and he goes from being basically, you know, the best of the best as a, as a Padawan to picking through trash to try and eat and... He's forced to steal. And life goes to shit for this kid. And they're just it, it's just to show you how he went from being a shining example of a, a Jedi to a rebellious smuggler. And I thought it was a five-issue limited. Well, issue six just came out this week. Are they keeping the same art style from the, uh, the cartoon? Peripherally? It's, uh... I mean, all the characters are obviously them you can tell but it's well, more it's got a typical unique, it's yeah got kind of a unique art style that it, it's that, that doesn't trans you don't see comics in that art style so i was just curious if they maintained it 
marginally yes it's it's still your typical comic book art style but you can you can definitely pick the characters out okay. and this has geared me towards checking out the show now like I, I did this on a whim just because out of curiosity because frankly because Madison the oldest of the overlords wants me to buy the Kanan Jarrus figure for the uh, Infinity 3.0 so that's I was like so who are these guys you know I don't know anything about any of these characters and that's you know, I had a little disposable income for it, and I picked up <laughs> all five issues in a, in a whack, and devoured them in an evening, sitting there while she was falling asleep. Wow. And now this is this is near the top of my pull list now. Loving this, so go out check it out. As I said, I grabbed them all at once. You can find them all at Cloud City Comics and Toys in the Shoptown Mall. Just so you know, they are not paying us for this. <laughs> <laughs> we just really like Jeff. Yes. But that is my recommendation. More Star Wars. So you asked Jack when we're going to discuss Star Wars. Oh, Probably every episode. I'm just getting so excited. Do we have anything else we want to add before we get into the WTF file? We've lost Lana to the cats anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't lost me. I'm still listening. That's, that's kind of her thing. <laughs> that's what's got her geeked is my cat. <laughs> I love your cat. Your puss. Oh, easy. Nice. Good. good. <laughs> All right. So did Jack just filter himself? He did. That, uh, oh, my God. I didn't think that was possible. Can everyone see my screen here? No. What does that say? Alaskan something? That, it does. My eyes are going bad. Now, <clears throat> what, uh, cause I, it's going to be a video when I click it for you guys. What our WTF file here is, <laughs> it's a snippet from... A Animal Planet documentary um, called Stranger Among Bears. It was about Charlie Vandergaugh. He's an elderly man who has lived in Alaska for several decades and basically illegally fed and interacted with grizzly and black bears on his property. Um, as I said, it was on Animal Planet. Ultimately, he was charged and convicted of illegally feeding bears. He received a $20,000 fine and a suspended sentence and was forced to fence his property in after the fact. But, like I said, he would interact for years with these bears. He would socialize with them, talk to them, goof around with them, pet them, feed them, probably do inappropriate things with them, most likely. Ew. But. Wow. He just went there. Yes. Yeah, that's the, the WTF for this one, and I'm going to link the, the video. As soon as I find the correct video. Uh-oh. Should have me queued up? I should have, but we were busy talking. Now, I'm playing the video for everyone here. Maybe. It's trying to connect. But we get an advertisement, it looks like. Oh, there's always advertisements because it's on YouTube. Oh, man. Well, while we're waiting, Paul, were you able to find that one that I Yes, yeah, so the video's on now. It's a short six. This isn't the one I wanted. What happens is the, you can see the bear pawing at him. Yes, this is the one I want. Oh, I did a good job. Yeah, your your pointing was fantastic. Kind of a cracker. Um, what happens <laughs> is you'll see a bear on its hind legs, kind of paw at him, and this old bastard turns around and straight up pimp slaps this bear. Now that was a gentle one. Watch this. He's bang. Yeah. Slaps the bear in the face. 
Oh and my god. <laughs> what did he do? He, he's tall. He's tall the bear. And then it says, Thug Life. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It gets better. There's one part at the end. I'm hoping it's the same one. Yep. The bear with a tear rolling down. So, yeah. What the fuck? This guy just hauls off and him slaps a bear. And survives. Lives to tell the tale. That guy has seen some James Bond movies. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, would anyone in this room, honestly, because we all we all like to pretend like we're big and bad, even consider slapping a bear? Absolutely not. I would. I would feel too bad. Sean Connery would do it. Sean Connery got pissed on a bear. Wait, I would just pet it. And when I say bear, I don't mean a large, hairy, homosexual man. I mean an actual Yeah, bear. nobody thought that. Yeah, nobody thought um, Slapping a bear. Because that kind of bear, I would slap. I could, I could slap. Why? Because it's a human. I don't mind slapping a human being. Okay, Eric Devendorf. Corbs' face just now. Wait, what? Yeah, Corbs is probably the only one who got the reference. He... Yeah. 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 Let's not. It, yeah. If you want to hear what that reference is about, <laughs> tune into the first episode of Geek Pod Presents Sports Geek. And on that note, Megabyte me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.